0: The following sermon is brought to you by thepreachersvault.com, bringing old-time preaching to a new generation. One of man's oldest questions, as found in the book of Job, is, if a man die, will he live again? This has been the question in the minds of people from time immemorial. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 9 and verse 27, we read, It's appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. There is something after death. And for a few moments we want to study what the Bible has to say concerning death and the hereafter. We first must understand what man is. Man was created in the image of God. We read in Genesis 2 and verse 7, "...that the Lord God formed man of the dust of earth, and then breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul." Death is the separation of the soul, or of the spirit, from the body. The body is but the tabernacle of a house in which the real man dwells. In 2 Corinthians 5, the apostle Paul said, "...we know that if this earthly house of our tabernacle be dissolved, we have a building, a house not made with hands... Eternal into heaven. The spirit of man thinks, remembers, understands. This is the part of man that is created in the image of God. God is a spirit. John 4 and verse 24. Daniel said, "I." Daniel was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body. Daniel 7:15. So the spirit dwells in the body, but death is the separation of the spirit from the body. In Genesis 35, we read about the death of Rachel when Benjamin was born. And it says, As her soul was in departing, for she died, she gave a certain name to the child. What happened when she died? Her soul departed. And that's the meaning of death, the departure of the Spirit from the body, leaving the body and what we speak of is dead. In James 2.26, We read, For as the body without the Spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. In Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 7, we find the statement that when death comes, the body that came from the dust shall go back to the dust from whence it came, but the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Many think of death as just ceasing to be, that it's all over, but not so. It merely means a separation or going on. Death is the exit from uh, this earthly life into the realm beyond. Also in Philippians 1, the apostle Paul, thinking of his death, spoke of it as a departure, to be with Christ, which is far better. Then when he wrote his last letter in 2 Timothy 4 and verse 6, he said, The time of my departure is at hand. In the Greek, this signifies the idea of unloosing, as if a ship, Anchored at shore, would be unloosed, untied, and the anchors lifted, and the boat would sail across on the other side. Based upon this thought, we have Tennyson's beautiful poem Sunset, an evening star, and one clear call for me, and may there be no morning at the bar when I put out to sea. But such a tide is moving, seems asleep, too full for sound or foam when that which drew from out the boundless deep turns again home. Twilight and evening bell, and after that the dark, and may there be no sadness of farewell when I embark. For though from out are born of time and place, the flood may bear me far, I hope to see my pilot face to face when I have crossed the bar. Realizing that this is the meaning of death, and that the spirit of man continues to exist after death, we ask where are the dead? Where does the spirit go? During the personal ministry of Jesus there were the Sadducees who thought that there was nothing to survive death. And so they said there is no resurrection or any kind of a future life. And they referred to the writings of Moses concerning a man burying marrying his brother's widow, and raising up seed, and carrying on the family name. And they said there was a woman who had seven husbands. Now in the resurrection, who shall she be? Because all seven had her. As if to imply this would be a ridiculous situation, and there cannot be any future life. Jesus answered this by saying also that when God appeared to Moses at the burning bush, He said to him, I am the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. And then he said, God is not the God of the dead, that is, as you think of the word death, those out of existence, those who have ceased to be, but of the living. And Luke adds, for all live unto him. Now, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had been dead for centuries. And yet Jesus did not say, God said, I was their God, but I am their God. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are still living. And at this very moment, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are still living. No, they're not living in their physical bodies, but they exist. And the Sadducees could not answer that. So the spirits of the departed ones exist. In the book of Acts chapter 2, verses 27 and 31, we have the Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost referring to David's prophecy concerning the resurrection of Christ and that his soul, his spirit, was not left in Hades, the Hadean realm, nor his body in the tomb long enough to undergo corruption. Now, in our King James translation, the word is hell. But in the original Greek, the word is Hades. And in our American Standard Version, given unto us in 1901 A.D., the word is anglicized and spelled out H-A-D-E-S. And this word, Hades, is defined as the realm of disembodied spirits, where the spirit goes after it leaves the body. The Old Testament Hebrew word is the word sheol. And so in our American Standard Version, every time the word sheol occurs in the Old Testament, it is spelled out in English letters S-H-E-O-L. And every time the Greek word Hades is found in the New Testament, it is likewise spelled out Hades. There is another word that we think of as hell, the place of everlasting punishment or torment for the wicked beyond the judgment, and that word is Gehenna. It is found in the Greek New Testament twelve times. This will help us to better understand the teaching of the Word of God. In the 16th chapter of the book of Luke's account of the teaching of Jesus, beginning at verse 19, we read of the rich man and Lazarus. Both of these died but they were still in existence. The rich man was in torment, and Lazarus was comforted in Abraham's bosom. But the word Hades is used here, and this teaches at least two things. Number one, that death is not ceasing to be, and that the souls of the departed are conscious in the Hadean realm. In fact, the rich man was told, Son, remember, that thou in thy lifetime had the good things, and Lazarus the evil things. Now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. When the end of time comes, and the Lord comes again for the resurrection of the bodies of all mankind, the spirits will come from the Hadean realm, and Hades will be no more. In 1 Corinthians 15, the apostle Paul to the Christians at Corinth talked about the resurrection of the body. The body is mortal. It is sown as a mortal body, but it is raised immortal. Sown in corruption, but it is raised in incorruption. Well, what about those who are living when the Lord comes again and will not experience what we call physical death? Their bodies must be changed. And so he said that flesh and blood, that is, bodies, shall not inherit the eternal home of the soul. We shall not all sleep, that is, die, but we shall all be changed. And how long would it take the Lord to raise the bodies of all the dead and to change the bodies of all the living? Paul said in a moment, the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, the Almighty God that created the heavens and the earth and created man in his own image, and raised the dead and changed the bodies of all the living in a moment. And then all of us will go to the judgment bar of God, and there each one will give an account of the deeds done in the body, whether good or bad. The Lord will make a great separation. The righteous be placed on the right-hand side, and the wicked on the left. Those on the right-hand side will hear him say, Come, they will enter into the beautiful eternal home of the soul. And those on the left-hand side will hear him say, Depart, and these will go away into everlasting punishment. Man is an eternal being. He is in existence, but he will never cease to exist. Beyond this earthly life, whether we are living or dead, when the end of time comes and this old earth is burned up, is the judgment, and beyond the judgment is eternity for every person. This is the teaching of the Bible, the inspired Word of God. There are those who sometimes think of death as being asleep, And they say that the soul of man is unconscious between death and the resurrection. It is true that the Bible often uses this beautiful figure of death and the person that is dead, the body, looks as if he were asleep. But the sleep refers to the body part of man and not to the departed spirit. In Daniel 12 and verse 2 we find the expression, Many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. What part of man is in the dust of the earth? Not the soul. The soul doesn't go to the grave, not in the grave, only the body. In fact, our English word cemetery means sleeping place. A sleeping place for the body and not for the soul. The departed soul is conscious. The rich man could remember that he had five brothers in yonder's world. And so they said, I want you to send Lazarus back from the dead that he may warn my brothers. I want them to repent. I do not want them to come to this place of torment. He's becoming concerned about others, isn't he? He's mission-minded, but it's too late for him to do anything about it. And the answer was that your brothers have Moses and the prophets, that is, the Old Testament Scriptures. Let them listen to the Word of God. He said, No, they will not listen to the Word of God. And he had not, because that's why he was in the place he was at that time. But if someone should go to them from the dead and warn them, then they would repent. And the answer came, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, they would not repent, though one rose from the dead. It teaches that nothing can be done for those who have departed this earthly life when death comes, because he was told, between us and you, there is a great gulf and it's fixed, and there can be no crossing." Now, some think of this as just a parable, and they say, well, uh, that doesn't mean anything. Now, the word parable doesn't mean a fairy tale or something that is unreal that never did happen or couldn't happen. The Lord took things of this life and taught great spiritual truths therefrom. This account of the rich man in Lazarus is a narrative. And Jesus said there was a certain rich man. Was there? And there was a beggar named Lazarus, was there? And these two men died, did they? And the Lord, being divine, could talk about their spirits in the other world. They were conscious. They were in existence. They did not uh, go out of existence when death came. In fact, Jesus said to the penitent thief on the cross, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Now, just a word about the Hadean realm. Jesus said to the thief, Today you will be with me in paradise. He was not referring to their bodies being placed in the same tomb, for they were not, but of their souls or spirits being together that very day, meaning that they would die on the cross and their spirits be together in paradise. The idea of paradise means a pleasure garden or place of delight. But as I mentioned in Acts 2 Peter said the Lord's Spirit was not left in Hades. So paradise must be a compartment of the Hadean realm, of the righteous. Then we have in 2 Peter 2 and verse 4, another Greek word, Tartarus, that has been translated hell. Concerning the angels that sinned, they are in Tartarus, awaiting their future punishment in Gehenna. And so this is the part of Hades for the wicked, as they are kept there waiting for judgment and for the eternal punishment in Gehenna. So when death comes, the Spirit leaves the body to go to the Hadean realm, there to await the Lord's return, the end of time, when all that are in the grave shall hear His voice and shall come forth, as we read in John 5, then the great judgment day, as Christ describes in Matthew chapter 25, and then beyond that, heaven and hell. I believe the diagram that I have here will help us to understand the teaching of the Bible concerning this subject. Here we are in this earthly realm. There are saved people, and there are little innocent children who are saved, and there are those who are lost. There is a gulf between the saved and the lost, physical death carries the Spirit into the Hadean realm. The righteous into paradise, the place of rest, the wicked and the Tartars. Here the Guth is fixed. There can be no crossing. Nothing is said about the individuals on this earth praying for the dead, praying to the dead, or their prayers benefiting the dead in any way whatsoever. The guth is fixed, and there can be no crossing. With the resurrection of the body, all will be at the judgment bar of God, good and bad. And then beyond the day of judgment is heaven, the beautiful eternal home of the soul for the righteous, and hell, Gehenna, for the wicked. In Mark 9, Jesus talked about the place where the worm doth not, and the fire is not quenched. Individuals here upon this earth can change their condition. The lost sinner with faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and by obedience to the Lord's will can be baptized into Christ as a penitent believer and thus become one who is redeemed or saved by the blood of Christ and and the gut is crossed. But after death comes, he cannot obey the gospel. He cannot then become a Christian or a child of God. The gut is fixed and there can be no crossing. So let's summarize what we have noticed in this lesson. Man was created in the image of God. He's not just an animal. He's accountable and responsible in the sight of God. Immortal because God's Spirit is immortal. God is a Spirit. Death is the separation of the Spirit from the body. The body is but the house, the tabernacle, in which the real man that thinks and remembers lives. The individual leaving this earthly house, the righteous to be with the Lord on the other side in paradise, the wicked and torment awaiting that eternal destruction, everlasting death of Gehenna. Although individuals remember their earthly life and maybe beg and plead for mercy, the gulf is fixed and there can be no crossing. With the coming of our Lord, all the dead will be raised. And then all will go to the judgment bar of God. And then beyond that is eternity. You and I will exist someday in either in heaven or in hell. Either in the place of bliss with the righteous and the redeemed of all ages, or in that place of torment with the wicked, those who fail to obey the teaching of the Lord. Friends, life is serious. And when the Lord talked about dust returning to the dust, He was not talking about the soul. He was talking only about the body of man. Let us therefore realize that each day will determine our eternal destiny in the sense of how we live here upon this earth and how we make our response to the teaching of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible describes heaven in beautiful terms. The beautiful eternal home of the soul, where there be no death, no sorrows, no heartaches, no tears, no sad farewells, but one eternal day of joy and peace and happiness. The Bible describes hell as the place of everlasting punishment and torment. The Lord does not want anyone to perish, He wants all to be saved. And by the grace of the Lord, we can turn to the Lord, have our sins forgiven become children of God, and faithfully live the Christian life, and heaven will be our home then in the sweet by and by. This is the teaching of the Word of God. And as expressed in John Newton's poem, Amazing Grace, when we've been there ten thousand years, bright, shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. How beautiful and how grand heaven must be! Let us then not think of our departed loved ones as out of existence, they are still living. And the care and keeping of the Lord, of course, nothing we can do to benefit them who have now gone on. But we can so live here upon this earth as to someday be a part of the redeemed ones of heaven when this earthly life is over. So Job's question has been answered. If a man die, will he live again? And the answer is yes. When Jesus first the bars of the tomb and came forth from the grave on the first day of the week, he brought life and immortality to light. And this is proclaimed through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the blessed Son of God. We have hope then. There is something beyond. And there is heaven for those that love the Lord and do his blessed will. Revelation 22 and verse 14 we read, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city.